This is Basketball More Than a Game with your hosts, Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Former high school coach and player have teamed up again to share their knowledge of the game and life skills on and off the court. Now here are Coaches G and Q. All right, this is Coach Goins, and you know what? We like to say Happy New Year to everyone. So we hope that the New Year resolutions, you got them inked up, ready to roll. And I know my greatest co-host, uh, this side of a basketball court, is ready to roll. So, Coach Quick, what's popping? Hey, hey, what's going on, Coach G? You want to know what's popping with Coach Q? Well, Coach Q is so excited about our special guest today. I feel like I'm on the grounds of the Victory Worship Center and World Outreach in Stanton, Virginia, waiting on spiritual healing. So after this short break, Coach G is going to come right back and introduce you to our special guest. So make sure those sneakers are laced up tight. This is Coach Goins along with Coach Quick, and as we said, Happy New Year. Coach Quick has got the table set up. So without further ado, it gives me an honor and privilege that I introduce our guest via telephone today. He is the senior pastor of Victory Worship Center and World Outreach, Stanton, Virginia. You also hear him on his weekly podcast, The Ecclesia Principles. Welcome to Basketball Morning Game, Pastor Ray Eppert. Thank you, Coach G. Coach Quick, you. It is a honor to be here with y'all today. Uh, the reach that y'all have and the differences y'all are making uh, with so many people, educating people, educating players, coaches, it, it's just great to see what y'all are doing. Well, we certainly appreciate that, uh, Pastor Ray, and I know uh, we value your time, and uh, I, and I know personally uh, the things that you are getting done for the kingdom and just making an impact yourself, so uh, we'll get more into that as we uh, get going. So, Coach Quick, I, I see you ready to, uh, to get this thing rocking and rolling, so I'll kick it over to you for the first question. Yes, sir. Pastor Ray, um, yes. how important is training of church leaders in today's churches? I'll, I'll compare it to what we see in society right now. Uh, there is a dearth of leadership in the business community, and the same thing is true in the church world. Uh, personal opinion is that the average church right now, depending on who who you uh, look to for the statistics, will say that the average church right now is about 75 members, 75 in attendance. Wow. Um, yes. For that to be the case, see, the part of the problem is in seminary, Bible schools, and so forth, the Bible is taught, but so little is taught on leadership. And, you know, Jesus himself said that he looked out at the crowd and he says he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. To me, that's not just they didn't have a pastor, though that's a part of it. But a lot of times what that's really referring to, there may be someone in the pulpit, but there's not someone who can actually lead them into what God has for them for their lives. And and that's huge. It, it's such a problem today. Yes, sir. All right, Coach D, I see you. I'm going to kick it over to you. All right. So, Pastor Ray, you, I, you, you, I kind of want to stay on that same vein. Uh, as it relates to uh, leadership and and with your leadership uh, and there, I know there's many forms and there's a lot of 
uh, resources out there available. But what is what style of training uh, has impacted you or benefit uh, benefited uh, your church the most? Uh, I've attended uh, seminars uh, with Dean Radke. Uh, actually, Radke has probably been the one that has impacted me the most. Uh, he, he teaches and instructs leaders. Uh, it's called the Ministry Institute. And there, he doesn't really tell you uh, what your vision should be. He gives you the tools to do your vision. And a lot of church growth, uh, ministry-related things regarding leadership tend to focus on doing their program, doing doing what they did, rather than actually they teach the principles of leadership. And, and Ranky does such a great job with that at the Ministry Institute. Excellent, excellent. Coach Quick, I see you, sir. Yes, sir. Pastor Ray, um, how would you encourage young pastors that may be listening when the long days come about and planning for the storm? Well, the storm was going to come. <laughs> yes, sir. And I, I say that people hold one of three positions to a storm or to trouble. You either just came to it, going through it, are getting ready to go through it uh, because Jesus said in this world you have tribulation but he did say be of good cheer I've overcome the world Amen. the biggest thing to do for a pastor is to, is to learn leadership skills uh, a piece of that is also learning about people how people function how people uh, operate and, and, and by that, I'm not saying that as a, a negative thing. Uh, I actually am very blessed. Uh, the, I, I've attended pastors and ministers meetings over the years, and it's amazing to me how many of them don't like their people. Uh, I, I love the people in our church. Uh, it is such a great thing. But a lot of that really comes more from an insecurity that they they're, they're nervous about them. But when you learn about people and leadership skills, that combination, it really, uh, it really positions you and insulates you for the storm. Because the bottom line is we can't get through the storm alone. The whole lot of pastors feel alone. And most seminaries teach them largely to not trust their people. And to me, that that's... That's a bad move because those are the people that you're going to be with. Now, obviously, all of us have to have limits. There's there's a term called the bridge of trust. Uh, you, you have to know the weight limit of the relationships that you have, just like on a bridge. And never put more weight on that bridge uh, than it can hold. But people, the people around you are really the ones that's going to help you get through the storm. Yes, sir. I like that, Pastor. Um, Pastor Ray, as you said, get to know people, get to know your congregation, and getting to know them. You because people don't understand. Pastors need people too. You can't yeah. you can't just deal with it by yourself when you're going through a storm. Yes, we got God on our side, but the the fleshly us, we need somebody standing right there beside us to get us through. So I I, I completely agree with everything you just said. 
Yeah. I mean, one of the first statements that God made about man, it's not good for him to be alone. And and pious try to function alone. One one of the Radke principles do not work alone. Yes, sir. You know that that's uh, right. that that's such a that's such a powerful uh, when when you framed that out, Pastor Ray, when you were talking about the the bridge and, and not putting enough weight. Uh, my mind ran back to the bridge in Haiti that we've we've crossed several times. Is just knowing that, uh, and again, it's same thing with a relationship. Uh, you know, the, you, yeah. you you can't tax it so much to where um, that relationship is affected uh, just because you think a person can can uh, can can carry some uh, some additional weight, and and they may not have the uh, managerial courage to be able to say, uh, no, I, I don't think I can handle that task. Uh, and then sometimes they may overpromise and underdeliver. So with that, what, what we're going to do, we're going to step away real quick. But who we have on via telephone, our very special guest today is Senior Pastor of Victory Worship Center and World Outreach, Pastor Ray Effort. And we'll be back after this short break. You're listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goings and Coach Quick. First one we put in the pressure cooker. Oh, excuse me. First one that we're gonna have on the <laughs> we're gonna have on the show this year, and we we're kind of looking at the calendar. And I was like, you know what? Let me reach out to uh, Pastor Ray Eppert uh, again. Uh, just of what Pastor I've known Pastor Ray uh, probably for the last almost eighteen years. It's hard to believe, uh, but I can't. Yeah. I cannot say um, there's 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 no words to really uh, put into what he means to me personally, my family, the leadership. Uh, that he has provided uh, my family the guidance and what he's done for the church. Uh, so we encourage those of you that are out that may be looking for a church home. Uh, it's 200 Hammond Lane, uh, and that is in the great city of Stanton, Virginia. So with that being said, we're going to move over into the fast break session. I know Coach Quick always uh, he likes uh, he likes his fast break session, so we're going to go ahead and, and get right down in the, in the thick of things. So with that, Pastor, I know – uh, your vision goes well beyond the four walls of the church. And this question is really concerning the youth and you have, uh, you and your team has developed a youth sports program. And if you don't mind, kind of elaborate on that and tell us the impact that it's had on your community. Well, pre COVID, because some of the numbers have changed a little bit since COVID has come, but pre COVID we're, we're in, in a rural community, our entire county and the cities within the county is about 120,000 people. Uh, Pre-COVID, we had over 900 registrations in a year, and we're pushing toward a thousand, which uh, is is pretty good, I think, in there. And with that, it is a combination of instruction for the sport but also to impact them spiritually and to mentor them as well. And one of the things that has even happened recently, because we've got some of our programs back up and going, and this year, with right now, uh, we're in volleyball, and particularly in travel volleyball. Last year, I think we had around 100 girls come out and try out. This year, we had over 200 kids. I think it was right at 220 young girls that came out to be a part of our volleyball travel program. And the the biggest growth wasn't even within our own county. It was actually
capture the county and city north of us. Some of these are driving uh, close to 40, 45 minutes to come via practices and so forth. And a big part of it is what I would call the spirit and flavor. Uh, through everything, a number of them have made statements about this program seems to be about the kids. So many sports programs are not about teaching the kids. It's more about the coach uh, and his ego. Mm. And um, so we, we try to keep it focused on the kids and equip them to be better at their sport. Wow. 220 girls for travel volleyball. Now, yes. now, now, and you still, now you still also offer just regular rec volleyball. Is that correct? Yes. We offer rec volleyball, uh, rec basketball, as well as travel basketball. Uh, we have flight football, soccer. Um, most all of those are just, uh, the rec sport, except for basketball. We don't have travel in the others yet. Uh, it is a possibility. Uh, we're in communication right now uh, with some folks that we may actually have a uh, lacrosse program within the next 12 months. Wow. Wow. So, Coach Quick, you know what that means, don't you? What's that? Uh, I guess I guess, well, I guess we got to read up on some lacrosse because we, we might have to have a lacrosse uh, person on the show uh Cause I don't know how many uh, lacrosse podcasts there are out there. So we might have to be on the, the cutting edge. So, so with that pastor Ray, again, just uh, hats off to you and your staff uh, for your continued support and the vision. Uh, again, that goes beyond the four walls and into the community to impact uh, not just uh, the youth of the day, as well as the leaders uh, for tomorrow. So coach quick, I see you ready for it. Go ahead, sir. Yes, sir. Pastor, your vision is international. Victory in Haiti. Can you discuss the vision projects that you are currently working on in Haiti? Yes. Uh, we're working with an orphanage uh, that's east of Port-au-Prince. And right now there's about 70 kids there. And we, we have a couple that they, they, they're currently stateside at this moment, but they'll be going back shortly. Um, but we, we fund that, we pay for their food, for their housing, uh, for their medical treatment, and part of our vision with that, Haiti, um, Haiti has a bad history. Uh, there, there's uh, the earthquake that took place there a number of years ago left, and, and you've got to understand, Haiti is a small country, but mm -hmm. the estimates that I read said that Haiti had over 600,000 orphans after that earthquake. Mm. Wow. And so you have so many children that don't have a father. And a, a big part of what is at the heart of what we do with, with kids and virtually everything we do, Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, he told them, he says, you have 10,000 teachers, but you don't have many fathers. Yes, sir. And the, the impact of somebody just coming alongside, loving people, good, bad, indifferent, and still investing in them and putting in them to equip them for life, that, that's the role of a father. I mean, 
it's, it's beyond a mentor. It's a father. And what we tried to do with the different programs is, is have that piece in there. And that's a big piece of what we're looking at in Haiti. If Haiti is ever going to turn the corner as a country, um, the, the, the role of father has to be filled some way. Same thing's true in our own country right now. It's, it's really a lack of fathering that is at the heart of a lot of our problems. Yes, sir. Pastor, I think that's outstanding. The mission work that you guys are doing in Haiti um, with the orphanages is just amazing. And like you said, there are so many children out there who are fatherless and they need guidance from their fathers. Having their mothers around is just is 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 tremendous. But there are so many that need fathers in their lives to give them that guidance and support that they need. Yes, because they're not born with that information. Somebody has to give it to them. Wow, that's right. Wow, wow, that's uh, that, that's that's so powerful. Uh, when you sit here and, and you look, and matter of fact, I think uh, our last guest, Coach Quicker, we were talking about. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, it's it's tough being it's tough being a man, but uh, we gotta have them. Uh, yes, and, you know, and that's what people and I think Pastor framed it out. And I'm not going to try to go back and, and rewrite or, or, or speak back over the top of his his uh, his words. But that's what we challenge uh, you, the, our listeners, our followers, the, the young guys is if, if you are absent and you don't don't have a fun, make sure that you know, it, maybe it's your coach, maybe it's your pastor, maybe it be a neighbor. But plug into somebody that's uh, number one willing to advise you. Surround yourself with wise counsel. People don't mind helping you uh, as long as you uh, give them the avenue to pour into your life. Uh, I think that could go uh, could go a long way. So we certainly appreciate you touching on that, Pastor, and and kind of staying on that same vein. Um, with you with your status, and when I say status, meaning the years that you've had in the ministry, what what encouraging words uh, would you have to a a pastor that is thinking about or looking at uh, really going on the mission fields uh, with your involvement in Haiti, what, what advice would you give them to, to make sure that they, they are aligned properly with their vision? Some of the biggest things with that is you really have to know why you're doing what you're doing. And in one sense, um, a, a big part of what, what I try to use to guide me is, is it an act of obedience or is it something that I want to do? Because if it's just something I, I want to do, I might change my mind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the difficulties might get hard. Uh, it might be, I didn't sign up for all of this. Mm -hmm. But you know, do I feel like this is really something God is asking me to do? And that if I don't do it, I'll be in disobedience. I, I have found that's what prepares me and equips me for difficult times. You know, I might have to find, I might have to search, I might have to do all kinds of things to find a way to make it work. But what keeps me, if you would, in the game is I, I, I know who has asked me to do it. Wow. And it's not just coming from me. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. powerful. Coach Quick. Yes, sir. Pastor, you enjoy sports. Absolutely. With, with that being the case, 
How can participation in sports teach life lessons? Well, let me do a semi-quote of Billy Graham. Uh, yes. Billy Graham once made a statement along these lines that a coach will have the opportunity to minister to more young people in one year than most adults will have in their lifetime. Wow. That's huge. And that's coming from somebody who had a little bit of ministry experience. <laughs> yes. yes, sir. <laughs> and at that point, there are so many life lessons. The, the Apostle Paul used um, track. He used boxing. Uh, he used different illustrations like that. He even just talked about playing in the game and playing by the rules of the game. Sports gives the life lessons that, it's the, to me, it's the closest thing. Uh, it's kind of a, a condensed version of life. You face challenges and stuff, things go wrong. You can have success one minute. And then I, I, my, my favorite sport is, is baseball. And yes, you can be the, the hero one minute and be the goat, the, the, the old school goat, <laughs> which means you fouled up. <laughs> you know, now they've changed that to greatest of all time. Oh, yes, sir. And, and no problem with that. But, but you, can be, you can be feeling like, hey, I just cost the team the game. And it goes back and forth. And learning how to handle those emotions. To me, that's one of the biggest things that is a problem. And I, 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 this isn't something I, I have as a bandwagon thing. But that's one of the problems of the, quote, everybody gets a trophy deal. Mm. It, that the learning to handle your emotions is taken out. Because then you don't have the thrill of success and you don't learn how to win with grace. And the defeat, even being, if you would, a significant contributor to the loss, you don't have that opportunity to learn, how do I need to handle my feelings and get ready for the next day, the next game, the next thing that's coming. And life is that way. Today can be great, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow can be lousy closest thing we have like that is sports and especially that competitive aspect of it it needs to be handled properly of course but there are so many life lessons in that for us wow wow what a great what a great question coach quick and uh pastor ray uh why i'm not surprised with that answer just uh Knowing you and your vision and what you've accomplished uh, through the years, uh, just uh, eloquently, uh, eloquently put. And again, certainly appreciate that question, Coach Quick. So we're going to step away real quick, pay a couple of bills. But I guess today, in the new year, starting us off right, is the senior pastor of Victory Worship Center and World Outreach, Pastor Ray Effort. And we'll be back after this commercial break. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. 
licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. You're listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goings and Coach Quick. And that's why we had to go out and get the um, uh, up and coming. When I say up and coming, I'm talking about his podcast. Make sure uh, you take time out and check out uh, Pastor Ray's uh, podcast, The Ecclesia Principles, available on podbeam.com every Sunday at 630. Uh, He continues uh, to push the envelope uh, and principles uh, biblically, uh, socially, and again, it is a dynamic show. So make sure you check him out. And we are fortunate. And also, Coach Quick, Pastor Ray, yes. he, he is our first podcast guest on our podcast. Wow, that's outstanding. You know, so we, oh, well, thank you. Yes, sir. So we're, uh, we, we certainly appreciate you taking time out uh, for us. So in that, we are in our uh, In the Paint session. So we, it's a, uh, we call it the name game. Uh, so I've got, uh, let me see, I've got five names here. Pastor, so I'm going to toss out five names, and when I toss them out, we're going to let you elaborate uh, on these uh, on these names. So the first one is Pastor Kenneth Hagen. Oh wow! Um, uh, I, I don't know if words can really express. Um, he he was the first person that I was just utterly uh, astonished at how much of the Bible he knew and understood and his wisdom uh the direction that he provided and, and how god used him uh just uh there will never be another replacement for him in my life wow wow excellent next person brother jesse duplantis jesse um i guess the phrase that comes to me uh, I, I i love it oh <laughs> uh, the um, the amazing thing, and, and I know most people, and it's just, we just sent an invitation, and he just said he would come. And we asked, well, how much does it cost? And his staff told us, um, we would lose our jobs if we told you anything about money and how much he needs. He refuses to have the church do anything with that. Just, just an offering and whatever it is. But... Jesse is, he's the same. Uh, he is the same wherever you meet him, however he is. And he is actually probably the most relatable ministry. Uh, Lamont, you and I have been to his church several times. Yes, sir. And he's, he's just one of the folks down there. Obviously, he has a different position, but he just interacts and relates with people. Uh, just, I, I, I love who he is as a person. Amen. 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 Well, well said. Now this is kind of, kind of close to home. Liz, Liz Eppert. Liz Eppert. Uh, that is my wife. For those of you that don't know, uh, I would have to say patient. <laughs> I, I would, uh, she was a, a great mom to our boys. Um, uh, we, we actually have our, our both of our sons are home right now, and she had such a tremendous impact. Uh, 
some of the most difficult times that we have went through. Uh, she has stood there uh, beside me, and uh, it, especially in the most difficult times, never complained. Now, she complains about some other stuff the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I need to do this, I need to do it. But in those tough times, I'll unwavering. Amen, amen. Amen. Aaron Effort. Aaron Effort, my, my oldest son. It's, uh, uh, I guess I would say, uh, obviously, uh, a, a joy to me. Uh, he has, uh, in my life, um, not trying to say anything bad about my mom and dad, but um, even though I grew up in a two-parent home, they were not really engaged uh, in my life growing up. They didn't teach me. They they didn't attend anything that I was involved in. And so with, with Aaron, uh, being able to be a part of his life, being able to be his father, and being able to see now him growing up and becoming the young man that he is uh, makes me very proud. Amen. Amen. Last but not least, Zach Everett. I kind of thought that might be where you were going <laughs> uh, on that one. Uh, Zach has an entirely different personality from Aaron. Aaron is a, uh, Aaron's very much a type A personality. Uh, driven, pushes it. <laughs> he has every 15 minutes blocked out on his calendar with what he's going to do. Uh, Zach doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Zach is more laid back. But in his own way, and like I said, he's younger. He's still in college currently. And so during this, when he went into college, he really didn't know what he wanted to do. And so he's starting to figure life out. But seeing him make the choices, again, uh, the biggest thing I can say is I, I am I'm very proud of him and the direction he's going and uh, the young man that he is becoming. It blesses me. Amen. Amen. We certainly appreciate, Pastor, uh, you taking those uh, five, uh, five individuals uh, that we know that has benefited you, bless you, and to continue to bless you. Uh, even the late uh, Pastor Kenneth Hagan. So, Coach Quick, I see you. I'll kick it to you. Yes, sir. Um, Pastor Ray, let's yes. talk about your Steelers. Could you tell us who your favorite Steeler is? See, see now you're, you're touching on a, a rough spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a tough year. This is a tough year. Uh, uh, my favorite Steeler all time, though, is Mean Joe Green. And he's actually the reason I became a Steeler fan. A, a lot of people think I liked them because they were winning. But I can remember in high school when Joe Green was drafted. I'd have to actually look up what year that was. But I had to do a book report. And in it, I picked this book on football. And it was talking about the, the coming stars of the NFL. And I read the story of Joe Green and why the Steelers drafted him and the history of the Steelers never making the playoffs, never having success. And I, I, I mean, I really felt sorry for them. And I, I started rooting for them. And, and I mean, Joe Green was bigger than life. 
I mean, he when I when I got into football, I wore number seventy five. That was Joe Green, and I did my best to be mean. <laughs> and, but uh, Joe Joe Green uh, will always uh, hold a special place for me as the Steelers. Yes, sir. All right, Coach G, I'm gonna kick it over to you. Yes, sir. So I know he talked about uh, he's a big Yankees fan. So if we had to, if you had to pass, if you had to pick one Yankee, or if not, who uh, who would be your favorite Yankee or Yankees? Uh, I, w- I would probably put that down to two um, for a couple different reasons. Um, the one that might be a surprise to a lot of people is Don Mattingly. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed watching Don Mattingly. Uh, he was he was a guy that in the minor leagues, I mean, he made it to the majors, but he was never expected to be what he became. And he, he, he pushed himself, developed himself, uh, and were it not for injury, he might still make the Hall of Fame. But if he doesn't, it will be because he was injured and missed so much time. But his stats uh, were tremendous, and his defense at first base was great. And I hate that he never got to make it to a World Series or win a World Series as a Yankee. And on the flip side, obviously, Derek Jeter. I actually saw him at spring training uh, the year that he went into his rookie season. And uh, you could tell he was good. Uh, the thing that showed over time was his competitiveness and his will to win. And that piece, uh, I just, I love that. And I think the current Yankees are missing someone with that will to win right now. Yes, I think that is that's a great assessment, and what a you know a very tough act to follow. You know, for anybody yeah. that's in that clubhouse to say, "I'm going to pick up the mantle uh, and carry that mantle." Uh, that's uh, that's really that's really tough to tough to you know. Uh, that, that's a tough spot. It, it really is. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a lot, it's a lot of pressure to put that pinstripe on day in and day out and go out and, and when you're performing in New York and, and G, no, there was no stage ever big enough to where Jeter didn't answer the curtain call. So That's just, right, uh, you know, yeah, just a great, uh, great, uh, great summary there, pastor, uh, for your uh, favorite Steelers as well as New York Yankees. So I'll kick it over to coach quick for your closing comments, coach. Yes, sir. Pastor Ray, I'd just like to say thank you for coming on our show today. It was an honor and a privilege to be able to sit here and have a conversation with you about life, skills, and success. And I think what you're doing over in Haiti with your mission work is beyond blessed and beyond measures. So I just I just bid you Godspeed and continue to do what you've been doing with your mission work. God bless you, and may heaven continue to smile upon you. Well, thank you, and, and thank you all for the opportunity to be a part of basketball more than the game. It's been a true honor. Yeah, we certainly appreciate it, Pastor. So, yeah, my closing comments, uh, I don't know I don't know where I'll start, but I'll start with this. Uh, you know I love you. I appreciate everything that uh, that you've done for me personally, everything that you're doing for the ministry, your unwillingness, your uh, or your willingness uh, to be so obedient, to be led. Uh, I've never been around uh, anybody um, close to that. 
um, as it relates to, you know, your guidance, how you kind of, when I say sit back, sit back and really make sure that, you know what, this is the assignment. This is not just me just wanting to do this uh, and to be able to kind of stop, but just uh, your, your foresight, your, your willingness to, to push the envelope when you need to push it and the disciplines that you have. Uh, so the past 18 years in serving and, and there's been a lot of travel that we've done together uh, domestically as well as internationally. And I'm honored and privileged to, to be able to, to say that uh, on the air. But there is, you know, when when you know God makes certain people to do certain things and when he created you to be a pastor, uh, he undoubtedly uh, gave you all the gifts and the tools that you need to do that. So just uh, publicly, we just want to, again, thank you for what you do each and every day for the congregations and the people that don't know it, the citizens of Augusta and surrounding counties. So with that, I'll kick it over to you, Pastor, for your closing comments. Well, can, can I say one thing real quick? Yes, sir. Uh, but I, I appreciate you. When I was mentioning the, the bridge of trust, you know, some bridges are so strong, they don't show a weight limit. And over the years, uh, I truly count you as a friend. And that bridge with you, it don't show a weight limit. <laughs> and uh, you have been a blessing and uh, support in such ways that I, I, I couldn't list them all. And to that, I say thank you. Yes, sir. So we want to thank Pastor Ray for joining us today on Basketball More in the Game. For those of you that want to follow his podcast, that is Ray Effort on Ecclesia Principles, and you can find that on podbean.com. So we wish Pastor Ray continued success in the new year as well as the years to come and continue uh, to bless everything that God has assigned his heart and hand to do. So as we begin to close out uh, this show, uh, we kind of um, – you know, want to pay tribute to Mr. Charles Wrencher. That is Coach Quick's father. Uh, at the timing of this show, um, or the taping of this show, we got word that uh, Mr. Wrencher had passed, and so we want to dedicate this show to Coach Quick's father, and that's Mr. Charles Wrencher, and may you rest in peace. Coach Quick, get us to the locker room. Yes, sir. For Coach Goins, our very special guest, senior pastor of the Victory Worship Center and World Outreach in Staten, Virginia, he is also the host of the weekly podcast, the Ecclesia Principles, Ray Effort, and for myself, Coach Quick, we'll see you in the gym. You've been listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Our podcast is available on podbean.com.